0: The All-American Half Pound is pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, and singles.
1: The podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Medock.
2: I'm Steve McGowan. We are in a band called The Beef People. We released a single in 1986 on our own label on Zub Records Limited Company. We're record collectors and passionate about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single... It's what propelled us to begin this podcast.
1: And so our number today is what?
2: 053. 05- Singles going steady. And we're going steady today with uh uh we've covered a lot of the early punk masters. We've covered the stranglers, we've covered the jam, we've covered the Ramones. Uh today uh is the Clash.
1: Right. We gotta get our our um <laughs> forebears. Yes, disgust.
2: get them all in there. And we're not going to go from the first or second records, but from the third record, uh, the single London Calling with Armageddon Time. Um, this was uh, 1979. The Clash had uh, uh, created a, create a stir with their first record, especially in the UK, a uh, very, very seriously punk record, uh, seriously political. Um, the second record, Give Them Enough Rope, had not done so well. Especially in the UK, they use Sandy Perlman, who produced Blue Oyster Cult, to try to, try <laughs> which to would give be it, a
1: logical choice. Yeah, right? try to
2: give it that American sound. I like, I like, give Him enough rope, but it is, uh, it is not punk.
1: Don't fear the producer. Yes,
2: and so this was kind of already for them in '79 a comeback record, them doing London Calling. It's a double record, and um, it is. They are shedding their punk skin. They're heading towards that world music thing that they would really embrace on Sandinista. Um, there's reggae, unabashed reggae. Uh, there's, there's New Orleans type jazzy stuff. There's lots of rockabilly.
1: So, how is this not just trying, you know, why is this not Party City where they're trying on different costumes? Well,
2: uh, I think the, the band. I loved all this kind of music, and I think they were wearing the punk jacket at the beginning. And as as, a, as opposed to trying on the costumes, I think they were taking the costume off.
1: Ah. You know. To become the clash that they truly were?
2: Right. That they wanted to be anyway. Okay. So, uh, so London Calling is a famous single. Most of you have probably heard it. We're going to play it again. Um, it's very apocalyptic. It deals with nuclear problems, the Thames flooding, um, drug abuse. It's got police brutality. Everything you want in a good... Uh, Stomp and rock song.
1: This is not the British Tourist Bureau. No, it is not.
2: This. No, uh, the, the title also comes from the World War II, uh, the BBC World Service. They would say this London is London Calling. calling. Yes. So uh, let's listen to it now from 1979 the single, The Clash, London Calling.
3: London calling to the faraway towns Now war is declared and battle come down London calling to the underworld Come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls London calling, now don't look to us Phony Beatlemania has bitten the dust London calling, see we ain't got no swing Except for the ring of the crunch of tea. The ice is coming, the sun's zooming in, meltdown expected, the wheat is Engine on it, engines stop running, but I had no fear, cause London is drowning, I live by the river, to the invitation zone, forget it brother, you can go in alone, London calling, to the zombies of death, quit holding. Draw another breath, London calling, and I don't wanna shout But while we were talking, I saw you nodding out London calling, see we ain't got no hide Except for that one, with the yellowy eyes The ice age is coming, the sun's zooming in, engine's stuck on it The wheat is going thick, a nuclear error But I have no fear, cause London is drowning out And you know what they said? Some of it was true. Long and at the top of the dial. And after all this, won't you give me a smile? I never felt so much alike. I like, I
2: like, a like. So there we go. You heard the little Morse code at the end. Of course, that was SOS. Uh, you know, uh, adding to the apocalyptic sound. I love this single. Um, It's very unique, Um, has a great bass line. It basically revolves around one chord on the guitar. Um, It's, it's, Uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I know it's, it's infectious. It's um, uh, strident and infectious at the same time, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and um, noisy.
2: Yes. Cacophonous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very
1: much of a city. Like a, <laughs> yes. You know.
2: Yeah, like a noisy London town. So um, um, the LP, talking about the covers.
1: Because we have a title single here yeah. you know, of yep. the double album.
2: The double album is called London Calling, and it has that fake Elvis Presley cover. Except that instead of Elvis on the cover, it's got Paul Simonon trying to destroy his bass live. And the single is also patterned after the, the 78s of the era with the, the drawings of the kids playing the records. And on the front side, they're, they're around the uh, little portable record player. But the records they're listening to are the First Clash record and Bob Dylan and the Sex Pistols and, and the Beatles and Elvis uh, so it's it's a cool little sleeve. It's well-drawn. Ra- Ray Lowry did the this, did this sleeve, and uh, it's it's very striking. We'll have links up for yes. you, see so
1: mm-hmm. you don't have to take our word for it.
2: Right. The B-side of the single is a song called Armageddon Time, and it is an unabashed reggae song. The, the band had done Police and Thieves in kind of a punky reggae style.
1: But this is more true-to-form. Uh, yes,
2: yes. And... Uh, The song is by Willie Williams. It was released in 79. And we're going to play you a little bit of the original song, Willie Williams from Jamaica doing um, Armageddon time.
0: And it will guide you In this iration It's some my kids I'm sure.
2: There's a Willie Williams version, um, straight up reggae.
1: And this came out the same year.
2: Yes, it was recorded two years before, but the single didn't come out until the same year that the Clash recorded it. If
1: I was Willie Williams, I'd be a little PO because, (laughs) I mean, isn't this kind of a, you know, it's a Mm -hmm. rougher edged version of Pat Boone doing (laughs) Elvis Presley. Presley, right, yeah. you know, doing the, the, the you know, the, uh-huh. here's for the kids, yep. right, n- n- you know, not the niche record, but, oh. you know, something that's more of a pop record for mm-hmm. the masses. I mean.
2: Well, they were on Columbia Records, so I imagine, yeah, I mean, imagine was, uh, he got his royalty payments. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, you know, it's sort of like here's the mass market right. version, the Clash to be such. Yeah. You know, we're...
2: Uh, the white boy version.
1: It, but to be wrapped in the red flag yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and and proclaiming that mm-hmm. they're the great mm-hmm. liberators of, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know bringing voice to the downtrodden. Sure. You know, to steal this out.
2: Right. Um, let's listen to the Clash version because I'm impressed with it. it. I think it shows how much they've improved as a band because it, it really does sound like, to, in my mind, like real reggae, not just... Uh, kind of faux reggae they were playing before i'm just throwing bombs here i know and and they're working um a a little bit um here's a clash doing armageddon time so one of the things about the clash was um I've read a few books about them, and uh they were very very uh, affected by their manager Bernie Rhodes uh he was pretty much their svengali making them do a lot of things that they didn't want to do and and and, and and really, like, even down to picking subjects for the lyrics, whatever. Um, one of the reasons I think London Calling is so good is they had just kicked Bernie out finally. And they weren't under his thumb. They weren't trying to do just anarchy all the time, you know. Um, they were playing music again because they loved music. And uh, uh, there's a couple of books I'm going to discuss with you. Uh, towards the end but um you know the clash were not punks in the way the pistols were um just drummer was kind of a ship shapeshifter he just wanted to rock and he adopted many personas he was known as woody meller for a long time and he was kind of like the
1: because miller's his given name, right that's his, him his, his, name. his
2: true true real name but uh, he
1: selected Woody because he was so enamored with Woody Guthrie, Woody Guthrie
2: right? Yeah, he was trying to go down that um, Bob Dylan route for a long time. And then when he joined the 101ers, which is kind of a, a pub rock band, he became Joe Strummer. Just, a, you know, one day he was Woody and the next day he was Joe. It's one of one of those type of people. And, um, you know, uh, Mick Jones pretty much unabashedly just wanted to be like in the New York Dolls. He wanted, he wanted a limo and... He wanted a nice flat and, uh, you know, a model girlfriend and he, he was living the rock and roll dream, you know, um, the other two guys, you know, the drummer was usually on drugs, whoever it was, whichever drummer they had. And, and Paul, the bass player was really an artist. He, he was kind of a bass, he played bass, but he was really more of an artist and, and quite an accomplished one. Like a visual one. artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. A painter. So, um. It's interesting to see these personalities together making this this, uh, amazing music because um, London Calling is just one of those records that that is a must-have, in my opinion. Um, It is um, a mature work. It covers a lot of ground, has some really great songs on it. Um, uh, These are two of them. Um, The Clash... Continued on with Sandinista, which is a uh, a lot of people love that record. A lot of people revile it uh, because it is three discs. Because <laughs> the
1: double's not enough.
2: Yeah, it is. It does have a lot of filler on it. There's no one can deny that. Um,
1: and, and you know, Sandinista you know, mm-hmm. because definitely the Clash had mm-hmm. this. You know, we are socialist, We right. are communists. We are. Right. You know. The, the, the people's right. poets. Right. Um, the people's rockers. Right. And, you know, this was at the time that mm-hmm. there was the, the civil war in Nicaragua. Right. Against mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> Somoza. No, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, that uh, Sandino, who mm-hmm. had been the, the liberator, right. of, uh, maybe it's the 20s, mm-hmm. you, had the, you had the Sandinistas yeah, they took his mantle. taking his name, taking mm-hmm. his message, to, right. and, and you still got Daniel Ortega, right. I think who's still in office. Right, I right? think so, yeah. Yeah, so so much for revolution, right? right. It, uh, yeah, out with the old boss, same with the n- new boss, same as the old boss.
2: And again, with the clash, you know, it looks like they're all behind all that, but it was really, uh, you know, they were just... They were just playing a part. I think that was just part of their rock star thing. Was was being Sandinistas, you know? That was kind of a leftover from Bernie Rhodes. Uh, they they were just a rock band. That, they, that was a pose. Yeah, they 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 were a rock band, and uh, um, but that doesn't mean they didn't make great music. You know, um, whatever your motives are. Um, so. They went on. They did Sandinista, They did Combat Rock, which had all the so-called hits: uh, "Should I Stay or Should I Go" and uh, um, "Rock the Rock Casbah." The Casbah Ball, of course, right. yeah. Almost, almost slipped my mind there. <laughs> <laughs> Rock the Casbah. You
1: know, of course, Rock the C- Casbah was political. It right? was very you know, political. Despite, yes. mm-hmm. you know, sort of being a yeah. Um, a, it was really a club hit
2: yes. almost. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it was, was all like, over MTV. It,
1: people hit the dance floor when yeah. Rock mm-hmm. the Casbah
2: came right. came on. So. They had a, a weird uh, sort of, uh, they wanted stardom, and then they got it. They played Shea Stadium with the Who, you know, and once they got it, they broke broke up.
1: <laughs> Yay!
2: <laughs> yeah. Typical rock and roll story there with the Clash. Um, I still believe they made some essential music. Um, could you hear anybody covering London Calling? London Calling. Um, you know... I, I can't remember if Lily Allen has uh-huh. done, you know she, yeah um, if she hasn't she should yeah that that would be a good one for her The the band I can hear playing it is Midnight Oil oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the power and the passion to,
1: and and they walk the walk
2: yes they do they're they're the real deal when it comes to that stuff um, I would love to hear Peter Garrett you know oh 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 so any recommendations for this episode.
1: Oh, man. I guess I need to to brush off my uh, my uh, Nicaraguan history <laughs> and brush all, back off on that.
2: <laughs> we all do. I'm going to recommend um, two things. Well, maybe three. Uh, you know, because <laughs> so I'm, I
1: guess I really don't need I'm anything ju- other I, than I,
2: guilt. I'm just rich with recommendations. I have two books I want to recommend for you. Um, the first one is a book about the clash called The Last Gang in Town, The Story and Myth of the Clash by Marcus Gray. It's an old book. It was written in 1997 before um, Joe Strummer was dead, even. And uh, it's one of those British journalists who doesn't, doesn't take any guff. Um, he's really into it. He really did a lot of research. He blows up a lot of the balloons, the myth of the clash. He explains what their myth was and what they were really doing. And it's a great read if you're into it. Um, you know, uh, I learned a lot about The Clash from this book. I think he researched it so well that you can pretty much take what he says as, as, as uh, at least some truth in it. Um, the other book that is also extremely good is called Redemption Song, The Ballad of Joe Strummer by Chris Salowitz. came out in 2007. And Joe Strummer is a very interesting character. Um, he was born in Turkey. His father was with the British Civil Service. Uh, he was a diplomat. He, he lived all over the world. He was in Mexico City. He
1: really seemed to have the benefit too of mm-hmm. the sort of uh, British cradle-to-grave yes. social support system. Right. Exactly. I, I think he went to, to mm-hmm. you know, as they call it, public school, right. boarding school, um, mm-hmm. on on the government dime because his parents were in the foreign service.
2: Right. And right. And so he he had a, a fine education. Uh, There's a lot of problems with his brother. Um, a very sad part of the story and then you learn that he just becomes kind of this person that you can't put your finger on um, he's he sheds personas as he gets older he just wants to rock and uh, he almost seems like he's a, a player in his own life that, that or you know a piece in the game of his own life he's he's not really in charge of it somehow he just kind of mm. you by forces know yeah outside it just kind of goes with the flow and yeah it, it, but it's a, it's a very well written book I, i'd recommend it and of course the other thing i'd recommend i already have is london calling the record it's a double record it's one of the finest uh, records from the post punk era um i know adrian's not a big clash yeah. fan can you tell yeah but um i i think it's wonderful i've i've taught some of the songs i have played some of the songs and uh it um it always gets me revved up when i listen to it so
1: well, we have to do the clash, right? Yes,
2: it's uh, required text. I'm afraid it is. It's,
1: it's on the the, mm-hmm. the syllabus as requirement. Yes,
2: and we have completed our uh, assignment.
1: We, you can check that off the, your <laughs> your tick box.
2: <laughs> so this has been singles going steady. Oh five five oh five three. Excuse me, got got ahead of myself. Oh five three. In Turkey,
1: it's 055. Yeah,
2: the clash, London calling, Armageddon time. Um, I hope we will talk to you again soon.
3: Ah, 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 ah! <laughs>
2: to learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at Zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon.
1: You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more.
2: You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for for sharp sharp people. people.
3: Today. (laughs)